is the Go Blue Crew. Welcome into the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine and Derek, Michigan, Illinois this week, which put a delightful, very chaotic memory in my head of a past Michigan-Illinois football game. Do you happen to know which one I might be talking about? Recent history, relatively recent. I You don't have to – it's not in black and white or anything. I was thinking of something very specifically until you said somewhat recently. I don't remember the year, but I'm thinking overtime thriller score in the 60s. Yes. Okay, so that's 2010. That's somewhat recent, right? 12 years 12 ago years is somewhat ago. recent now. How old are they? I mean, that's more than that's almost half your life. Uh calling that I recent? guess almost. Relatively recent history. I mean, that's more than a third of my life for a long ago. time. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. 2010, let me tell you a story about that. 2010 okay. fall Around this time, I feel like it was probably October, November. Uh, it was the first time I think I'd been to South Bend, Indiana. We had a college cross-country meet uh, at Bethel. And that game was on while we were eating. Can't tell you what the restaurant was, but while we were eating out, uh, I was watching my Michigan Wolverines go back and forth with Illinois uh, and saw actually that game-winning scramble and, and eventual takedown. Uh but yeah, what was it, like 67, 63, or 63, 60? Uh, 67, 65. And yeah. the scoring summary on this thing is touchdown, field goal, field goal, touchdown, 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 field goal, field goal, touchdown, 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 touchdown. Any any punts that I game? <laughs> they may not have punted. I I don't know. That's insane. I, I there were some parts of that game that I was watching the highlights. Like found a twelve-ish minute clip on YouTube uh, this morning. I'm surprised they fit it all in in twelve minutes. I'd forgotten about Tate Four CA coming in late in this game and helping Michigan come back to even take it to overtime. Denard mm-hmm. Robinson had a pretty good game, threw for 305 yards, also had two picks. Uh, Vincent Smith led the team in rushing to 73 yards, but here comes in Tate for CA. A little throwback there for you to, to take this game into overtime or take this game into overtime. That might be terrible, mm-hmm. but yeah, triple overtime win. 67 to 65 they played that one on november 6th so i have a feeling derek called a a hunch this game will not get into the 60s uh on saturday but if it does if it does i guess like what's (laughs) this is such a stupid question because it's so out of the realm of possibility but like Who's the who plays the role of hero in a 2022 Michigan Illinois game that ends 67 to 65? Oh my goodness! I mean, I guess I'd have to say Ronnie Bell on Senior yeah. Day. You know, he, okay. he catches the catches the two point conversion to to win it, or you know, man, what if there's a 67 to 65? 
I'm tuning out. No, I, I can't say that. Out. No, I mean you can't tune out, but I I have no I'll be sad. I mean, that's a lot of points. You know, a team that can put up sixty points is that's impressive, I guess. But a defense after leading, you know, all defenses and, and points against or at least close to, to leading that mark, uh, to give up uh yeah, you know, sixty five to Illinois who well, has lost two in a row now. Uh, yeah, this not, game is not as sexy as it looked. Yeah, before. this once was a, a game on the schedule that was against the 16th, maybe even higher than that at one point ranked team, and then Illinois lost to uh, to Michigan State, uh, and then yeah, then then they lost to Purdue. So and those yeah, are both I, at home, by the way. So now you travel <laughs> on the road and, and play a number three team. Uh, tough task for for Illinois, but hey, if it's 60 to 65 whatever uh not only is that completely against what vegas expects uh, including the over under i mean that would smash the over under 120 points it's sitting at 40.5 that's kind of where i'm at i think that this is kind of a low scoring potentially another one of those not really much is happening but we're complaining that michigan's only up you know 17 uh type of games yeah i can see it especially with Looks like the weather may not be great. It's definitely going to be cold. And I saw maybe a chance of some uh, precipitation in there for a noon kickoff. We'll have to see how that shapes up. But Illinois season, man, they start one and one. Okay, they beat Wyoming, lose to Indiana. And that loss, uh, 23-20, looks worse and worse every week. IU is terrible. And then Illinois rips off one, two, three, four, five, six wins in a row until losing, like you said, their last two to Michigan State and Purdue, both at home. And and now they're on the road the next two weeks, including this week uh, against Michigan. I I mean, I got to say, you know, going back, you know, just a month ago, we were talking about this is a, this is a legit Illinois team that Michigan's going to have to play the week before Ohio State. And I'm not saying uh, this is all of a sudden a cupcake or anything like that, but it just lost some of its luster. And I guess this is a good segue into something we've been teasing, and I said that we would finally just really dive into it this week, but the college football playoff rankings, because if Michigan should go on to win this game and then lose to Ohio State, or even beat Ohio State and lose in the uh, conference championship game, you know, this was a a week, a team uh, in Illinois that was supposed to help Michigan's strength of schedule. Because you go back and look at the non-conference slate, and that's been uh, the number one knock against Michigan. It's like, yeah, they're winning. They're 10-0, and 0, but three of those were absolute gimmies. Uh, this was supposed to be something to, to beef it up a little bit, and, and it's totally not there. So just, I think, narrows the window a little bit for Michigan. Uh, if, if you're going to if you're gonna lose uh, in, in these final two, perhaps three games, uh, you know, we may look back at Illinois and think, gosh, I wish they had won even just one of those games against Michigan State and Purdue because it would have made uh, a potential, you know, hopeful victory on Saturday look a little better in the eyes of the committee. Yeah, I mean, you have uh, one less ranked opponent you can say you've beaten. Uh, and really, what, only one ranked opponent at this point? Uh, yeah, Penn at State. least that, that was ranked when Michigan played them, so... Uh, yeah, schedule's not getting any uh, any uh, tougher, I guess, except for that you know that 
November 26th day, but you can kind of say the same, you know, outside of Notre Dame, who's had some big wins and some bad losses. Uh, Ohio State really hasn't had anything happen other than that, too. But I'll, I'll get this out of the way. If you beat Ohio State and losing the Big Ten Championship to somebody on the west side, I don't think you're getting in no matter what. Uh, I don't think anyone in the Big Ten is getting in if that's the case. Uh, <laughs> if they do, they're still putting Ohio State in before Michigan. I would almost better believe it. But, yeah, I mean, this is a, a turned into a game where it's take care of business, senior day. Uh, send a guy like Ronnie Bell, who Harbaugh's already talking about, you know, getting invited to the Senior Bowl. This is his last, you know, home game at Michigan. Uh, this is a, a game where you just need to take care of business, take care of the ball, um, get out of there, you know, control the clock as much as you can. Fans are going to be cold. Uh, you know, student section is going to be small, uh, at least at the start. So, yeah, you know, try to hit that over, try to hit that plus 18. Uh, and feel confident going into, you know, the toughest road matchup Michigan's had since 2016. But, yeah, I, I don't see really just anything exciting this weekend. And that sounds negative. I just I just don't know that yeah, Michigan will does. do anything other than do what it needs to do to, to t- take care of the football and keep guys healthy and, you know, kind of almost keep the playbook under wraps uh, and to prepare for Ohio State. Now, if Michigan needs to, you know, uh, you know, do something different to win the game because it's going to be 67 to 65, then, you know, we'll see everything. But, yeah, I mean, this is a – Illinois defense isn't giving up too many points, but they're also not scoring a whole bunch of points, especially the last couple of weeks. So, uh, you know, they've got the best running back Michigan's faced thus far in Chase Brown if, if he's good to go. Um, but you've seen him limited – uh, even in games like against Michigan State. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But, you know, I think a lot of just Michigan football, the way Jim Harbaugh likes to play, uh, beat a team in the snow, in the cold, and move on to Columbus. Oh, yeah. I mean, did you watch um, who played last night? Central. Was that Western, Central and Western yeah, Michigan and the Blizzard? Snowball. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. It's crazy Western too, won man, that that's... 12-10 that's just just north of where i'm from uh and you know about an hour and a half of where i'm at no snow at all here wow. in michigan but to see and, and i even heard you know up in the hometown have a friend there family there no snow there so even 15 minutes away from that game, oh no snow but if you turn that thing on it looked like the reason uh the buffalo bills are playing at ford field this weekend because of you know what they're expecting so uh yeah i mean what a what a game that would be to have a snowball. Then you might see uh, an over-under change to about 20 points. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I'm i a little upset, by the way, that the Bills are, are going to move that game because Devin Singletary is on my fantasy team. Mm. And if, if it's going to be five feet of snow, uh, yeah, you're running the football. And uh, now playing in a dome with Josh Allen, like, forget about it. Anyway, I like it. I, I need that. Josh <laughs> Allen's my quarterback. And let me just say okay. this real quick while we're on the topic. Okay. Let's just let the team, I mean, there's obviously proximity, blah, blah, blah. But let's let the team that you're hosting and is going to blow you out for Thanksgiving come and play in the same stadium a week early. Why not just let Josh Allen get comfortable in Ford Field just so that a week, less than a week later, he can come and throw all over the Lions. I mean, what a oh, great... Yeah. What a great business decision for the Lions to just sh- secure a loss on Thanksgiving. 
I mean, why even send the Bills home at that point? Just put them up in nope. put them up in a hotel. Let the Lions pay for them. Have the Ford oh. family just pay for the Bills. Put them up. Nice little staycation in cold Detroit. Josh Allen throw for four hundred yards two weeks in a row. At least my fantasy team would be happy. That would be so nice of the Lions. I you know that that'd be a great gesture. I think the league would even spot them a couple points at the beginning. You know. Like Lions take the field up three zero or something. A couple of touchdowns. Couple touchdowns, perhaps. Not sure it would uh, matter by the end, but it would be the thought that counts in that situation. For for Michigan this weekend, you know, you you kind of alluded to what I think most people are thinking, which is that Michigan's going to go out and hopefully win handily, but you're not going to see some of the same stuff you might see next week against Ohio State. And I wonder, you know, if, as long as Donovan Edwards is healthy, how much Blake Corum do you get a week before you're probably probably going to ask him to be Superman against Ohio State? Probably a lot. I mean, he's he's kind of in this, uh, you know, he's a Heisman candidate. Whether he can be Superman or not in, you know, two weeks, uh, less than two weeks now, we'll see. But I think he's going to be out there for you know, 20, 25 carries. Now, if the game's really out of hand early, then I'll say no. I think, you know, they, they let C.J. Stokes get some media time. Who knows what's, you know, the case with Donovan Edwards. So you don't want to see him out there taking a bunch of hits in the cold and uh, get a dinger of any sort. But, um, hey, you know, I, I think that uh, they're going to run Blake Gorham. He wants to be out there. He wants 30 carries a game. He wants three touchdowns, 150 yards a game. Uh, it's got it's gonna got to be hard to keep a guy like that on the sideline, uh, and I think as fans were like, oh, keep him healthy. You know, he's gonna need to to be a superhero against Ohio State, and you know, as we saw last year, injured uh, in, in the spell, Hassan Haskins just a little bit. You know, Hassan Haskins needed no help that game, uh, but he came in and you know went off for a fifty yarder on a hobbled leg, where usually he'd outrun that defensive player. Uh, so you're going to see probably Blake Corum plenty in every game that he plays uh, for Michigan moving forward. And I would say, yeah, if he's if he's under 20 carries this weekend, he's either injured or uh, it's a blowout early. Yeah, health is such a big deal right now uh, for Michigan and Ohio State, by the way. I think Ohio State fans are – I mean, if I was a fan, I'd be a little nervous a week and a half away now wondering what's the situation with – Jackson Smith and Jigba, you know, the backfield, you might be down two running backs. I mean, who knows? So, Oh, uh, and it, it is a nervous, I, I saw a tweet and this is probably the first, and this is why I stuck out. Usually I don't okay. you know, even think about these things, but I saw a tweet, can't tell you who it was, but someone, someone was the decent Ohio state following, maybe more of a blogger than a reporter. Um, but when um, Mayan Williams went down after Trevion Henderson already missed last week, um, the comment was like, you know, they're going to need both to beat Michigan or, or going to need both to be healthy for the Michigan game, which you don't usually hear no. that. I mean, usually it's like, Oh man, you know, all the receivers are sitting out the, the bowl game, you know, Utah is going to run all over them. And they did, you know, ran through all over them and Ohio state still came back and Marvin Harrison jr. Who had no time last year, scored three touchdowns in a Rose bowl and now looks like the best receivers. So they do have limited depth at the running back position. Uh, whereas Michigan would too, you know, if both Corum and, and uh, Donovan Edwards were dinged up. But yeah, I mean, health this weekend for both those teams has to be 
of the utmost priority because they they know that they need to give uh, you know their best effort. Uh, even though Ohio State's you know got that home field advantage uh, coming off of their first loss in a, in a long time, uh, even Ohio State fans are a little nervous. So yeah, health definitely uh, something we'll all be you know looking forward to to seeing stay players stay on the field or again get pulled uh, when they're not needed. And, and I think that goes for even JJ McCarthy too. Did he run? at all last week because I if I look back at that game I don't feel like he scrambled once or, or very often at all I can't and, think of a time and I and I think you know why when you know it's very obvious and it's public knowledge that Cade McNamara is done for the season why have McCarthy run and I'd say same this weekend uh, you're gonna let him try to hit some downfield passes you're gonna let him complete a zero to nine yarders that he's you know one of the best in the nation at but running this weekend you know probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense for jj mccarthy unless you need him to i got one more thing for you and then we'll do a a quick score prediction and talk for a few minutes about basketball but um have you i my cat is scratching at my office door right now i just panicked for like a second and a half i was like oh my god what's happening anyway have you noticed and not to turn this into a total ohio state thing but more people are telling me like, Hey, Michigan's got a real shot in Columbus. I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe I, I get it. Have, have people been telling you that? Or is that the feeling like where you are? Yeah, I think that's the feeling. And that's kind of why I mentioned the Ohio state tweet. Like I think that Michigan has, I mean, you got to tip the cap to what they did last year, even here in Ohio state fan, as mad as you were at the time. But I think that, you know, Michigan's seen more as a legitimate threat, uh, to win a Big Ten championship, to make a college football playoff, to you know beat Ohio State in general, but also beat Ohio State on the road. Um, I'd have trouble seeing anything but a, a close game and a close win if Michigan does pull it off, and I still think it's going to be a huge task, especially because I, I just don't see a slowing down C.J. Stroud two years in a row. That seems wild to me with how much talent he has. But the reality is, and we talked about the playoff, uh, you know, the, this is a close game away. Uh, and, and then the winner going on to win the Big Ten Championship from, from both teams making the college football playoff. Because what they've done up to this point is absolutely take care of business. I mean, you're looking at a 10-0 and Michigan team. And I think after last year, it's kind of like, you know, the bar has been set, expectations are high. Like, we, we won't accept anything less than that. Uh, but to be 10-0 and in a season where Alabama has two losses – LSU beat in Alabama, uh, but then also got thrashed by Tennessee. Tennessee's a team that beat Alabama. You know, Georgia still looks like Georgia. Uh, Oregon had a bad game against Georgia, looked like the hottest team in the nation, and then got beat again. Like, it is so up and down. Uh, And for Michigan and Ohio State to to just take care of business so far and really not have that many close games at all uh, is a really impressive feat. And so I think, if anything – uh, I think Michigan knows that even in a loss to Ohio State, that they are absolutely still a playoff contender, and you don't have that ranked win opportunity this weekend. But if you handle Illinois and don't even make it look like a scare like that uh, Ohio State-Northwestern game, uh, you're at least doing as much as you can to keep yourself in the conversation. Because as of now, even with the schedule, Michigan's look too good to still not be considered one of the best four in the nation if – they lose to Ohio State and it's somewhat close. Yeah. Okay. So last week, Derek, um, 
I had 45.13, you had 41.13. Actual score, 34.3. So we uh, were a little, we, we shot a little high on both sides with, with Michigan and Nebraska. This week, I'm going to take Michigan 35-14. I wanted to go a little higher, but without knowing for sure how the weather may or may not cooperate for a noon kickoff in Ann Arbor, I'll 35, you know, if, if it ends up in like at 30, which I thought about going as low as that, you know, if, if it's, if it's a weather thing, um, fine by it. If, but if Michigan stays at, you know, 27, because downfield shots aren't hitting and stuff like that, then I'll be a little worried, but I think 35-14 feels like it's uh, probably an appropriate score for what we're going to see. It's actually really close to what I was thinking. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume some field goals again. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go four touchdowns, but then say, hey, they're gonna kick a field goal. So I've got 31 to 13, which I think is just okay. under the uh, what the spread is. Okay. So let's see. We have that. Five six minutes here, whatever we want to do to talk about Michigan basketball for the first time in a while, and what poor timing on our part that we're doing this three and a half hours before uh, Michigan's next game tonight. This is Wednesday. This is, this is classic. The, <laughs> this 9:30? is a classic football <laughs> season. Trying to sneak a little bit of basketball in there in the last few minutes. Podcast is what it is. Oh, is it a nine thirty game now, dude? Yeah, it was nine. What happened? That's what it looked like last night. And then I, this morning, I go look at the time for the game, and it's listed at nine thirty. Really, nine thirty ESPN two. This will be totally irrelevant by the time people hear this. By the way, I just. How well, are we, we? What we won't do is, I guess, talk anything. But in general, are you? I don't, yeah, I gotta double check. Nine thirty. You're right. It, I, I swear. I, I'm looking pro- at it. I promised yesterday, and it sounds like you think the same thing. I know yeah. it said nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. And I think that nine they're o'clock. realizing that these basketball games no longer take you know two hours with the amount of commercial breaks, and so I think they you know it's two and a half hour slots now, which makes sense. I mean that that Michigan State. Uh, Oh, that was Kentucky a game. great game. Great basketball game. Props to, to Michigan State. Uh, yeah, I mean, the what the college football playoff selection show was supposed to be <laughs> at 9 p.m. I think it started at 10, and they had all three minutes to talk. Yeah. Because uh, Duke and Kansas had to play. But, yeah, I guess my overall impressions, uh, in a game like last night, a blowout, taking care of business, you don't really care who's looking good on the on the box score because, you know, you, you ran away with one. Um, I think so far most impressed with Jet Howard. Uh, you know, Juwan Howard had said at some point preseason or even after the exhibition game that they're gonna, you know, uh, rely on him or go to him a lot. And I thought that seemed odd. Seems like more of something you'd say about a Hunter Dickinson. Uh, but you can see why um, they are, are gonna try to ride the, the Jet Howard show. Uh, you need a guard slash wing who can do what jet howard does uh and right away in in yesterday's game you know he just got shot after shot up 
uh, leading scorer. Uh, he's a great basketball player, paired with the Hunter Dickinson, paired with the Jalen Llewellyn. Uh, uh, Doug McDaniel is a backup point guard who looks flashy, had a lot of assists last night. This is a team that looks like they're having fun. They're playing pretty clean basketball, eliminating the turnovers so far. Uh, and, you know, we'll again, this is, like we said, we weren't going to talk about it, but you've got a rematch uh, against a Frankie Collins, a, a matchup against a Frankie Collins. Yeah. Uh, so I'd like to see who comes out of, of that one. Uh, nothing would be cooler than a backup Michigan point guard looking better than Frankie Collins in the game where Frankie Collins is probably going to put up 25 shots against his old team. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they are top 20. Uh, I think they're playing better than a top 20 team. It's a long basketball season. They're not tested like a Michigan State will be. Uh, but it's been fun so far. What are, what are you thinking? I'm thinking, first thing that jumps off the page at me, well, it's actually two things, and they're related. Number one is this really does seem like a better shooting team than what we saw last season. And that was that was the thorn in that team's side, just for long stretches, for whatever reason, not able to knock down shots. And on the same note, though, Jalen Llewellyn reminds me a lot of Devontae Jones, a team or excuse me, a, a player who other teams are are kind of just going to let shoot and they're going to sag off of him, try to make those entry passes more difficult to Hunter Dickinson. But so I'm not thrilled about the the point guard play right now. Kobe Bufkin, you know, he's he's off to a good start, and he is a big, I think, X factor for this team. But if if Jalen Llewellyn ends up like Devontae Jones 2.0, I do worry a little bit about the ceiling for this team because one of the big issues last season was it, there were some lineups where you just you didn't have like more than two shooters on the floor at at a time, and you know, that may be dependent on Hunter Dickinson, you know, having a night where he's knocking down shots. So that's that's a little concerning for me. Defensively, I think uh, keeping ball handlers in front, like the, the guard play on the perimeter has been atrocious. And that's not to say I'm going to go out there and keep anybody's grandma in front of me on a basketball court. But uh, guards so far seem to be getting whatever they want against Michigan's perimeter defense and Obviously, as you get into the Big Ten play, you start playing, uh, you know, better and better teams. That's that could be something that really shows up in a big way when you're when you're talking about, uh, you know, especially a night where maybe shots aren't falling, and now all of a sudden, you know, the other team is uh, getting to the rim with ease. That's going to be a, a long night. Yeah, I'd say more question marks on defense than offense. Uh, that's and fair, I guess yeah. I'd I'd rather see that than think that the team last year is going to be dominant, you know, ranked top five to start the season and, and things just aren't clicking and never really did until they made the sweet 16. So I think defensively, you know, young guys like a jet Howard can improve. Uh, I think as a unit, you can improve, uh, you know, offense does have a lot to do with shots falling. And, and I just feel like uh, with Hunter Dickinson, really essentially going to have a chance to have a big night against any opponent. Uh, and then you'll have a guy like a Jet Howard, you know, show the ability to go off and several others who can be key contributors. Uh, I really do think that uh, this team will be better than last year, at least during the regular season. Uh, maybe they're not as equipped to make a, a deep tournament run. Uh, but like many teams, you know, I think Michigan, even under Juwan Howard, has always kind of peaked at the right time, pulled something together just enough to, to where they 
you know, could make a run or position themselves to make a tournament to make a run. Um, so I, I think I'm having more fun this year. Uh, and the last thing I'll say about, you know, Dougie Fresh at the backup point guard spot, we've already, it's early, right? Really early. Yeah. But I feel like we've already seen more meaningful minutes and explosive plays than we saw from a Frankie Collins last year. Uh, and maybe it's Devontae Jones came in a little bit more prepared to run an offense uh, as a facilitator. And Jalen Wellen's more of a combo guard trying to run uh, an offense. You know, Devontae Jones put a lot of shots up. Uh, his former stop, Jalen Llewellyn actually put a tremendous amount of shots up uh, and really was never a, a normal type point guard. So maybe that's why you're seeing a lot of McDaniel at the at the backup, but he looks flashy. He looks good. Anytime a backup point guard can have eight assists, uh, that's a pretty good night. So, yeah, I think this is a fun team. And, yeah, you know, pretty soon it's going to be sad to, to let it go, especially with a break uh, until bowl season, maybe even college football playoff season. But it's good to have Michigan basketball back. Uh, these nine thirty games, though, man, I'm not used to those. The nine o'clock's are one thing. Nine thirty, though, whew, that is a late basketball game, especially if it's in you know it's just in New York. It's not like it's a different time zone, right? Whatever. I don't know. We'll get over it. We'll com- well actually no, we'll complain about it all season. But we'll probably look complain at this about stretch. it the rest of the the year for sure. <laughs> look at this stretch. Um, you know, you could potentially be looking at. Let's say Michigan beats Ohio State. Okay. That following week, Tuesday, Michigan plays 930 again against Virginia, ranked number 16 right now. You're kidding. 930 again? (laughs) On a Tuesday. You're not. Did they switch the 9 o'clock slot to 930? Are they punishing the Big Ten? I'm seeing some 9 o'clock tips in here. Yeah, I'm seeing some 9s, but also some 930s. Oh my gosh, it, but you're right. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, so there's that game Tuesday. Jackson State's 8.30. What are we doing? <laughs> On Baked Ten Network. Oh, God. And then you have the Big Ten Football Championship game uh, on Saturday. And then the next day, Michigan basketball would play number four, Kentucky. In London, at that. Fun, right? Yeah, in London, on ABC. I can't remember. Were we talking about this? Maybe I was talking about somebody. A basketball game on ABC. Yeah, that, that's kind of weird. Can you think of the last basketball game you watched that was actually on ABC that was college basketball, not the NBA Finals? No. Neither can I. No, I cannot. Um, so we're feeling good about Michigan basketball, I think, overall. That's fair to say. Yeah, Kentucky's a tough team. Uh, you lose to a Kentucky and Michigan State beats a Kentucky, you'll hear from, uh, you know, the Tom Izzo uh, fans in, in November and, and December when they like to talk the most. Uh, but, hey, what an opportunity just to go play overseas. So no matter yeah. the result of that game, you're finally getting, you know, I mean, Pitt's not a very good team. Arizona State's probably not going to be great. Uh, Ohio's not the worst team uh to play uh and then you've got you know a couple of ranked opponents and uh you know historically good virginia and kentucky uh and then you know north carolina again so you have a maybe not as tough of an early schedule as some of the teams in college basketball i.e michigan state but you know you play in the big 10 and you're going to have plenty of opportunities and i think this team's going to have some fun down the road and hopefully win a couple of those big ones yeah and we'll get back next week hopefully preview a um what the heck let's hope ohio state beats maryland just for the fun of it uh 
ranked uh, top top four excuse me of course they'll be ranked that was ridiculous uh a top four undefeated showdown at the horseshoe next week and then a little more michigan basketball hopefully things are still going well i hope we don't look back on this looking like idiots next week but uh that's where we are in the season love it can't wait to uh you know as much as i love football season i also can't wait to turn the page officially to basketball season because that's a lot of fun too nothing beats getting to bed at eleven forty-five on a tuesday as oh, yeah. we all know <laughs> so we will see you next week until then take care and go blue go blue